Hello and welcome back to Big Lezzers League and all rugby league experience. Welcome to part three of episode two of the halftime chat with Lee Addison. Great coach, great bloke, great chat. We talk about the Gold Coast Titans in this one. We talk about the youth in the side, Tina Fasulamala Aoi as captain. We go through their gets, we go through their losses, we go through a lot of factors that make up the Gold Coast Titans in 2022. It's a great listen, so make sure you sit back, relax, and enjoy. Well, I won't. I won't make you suffer any longer. We'll go to the next team, um, the Gold Coast Titans. It's a very interesting one. I, I really like mm-hmm. how the Gold Coast Titans are looking. The only thing that worries me about the Gold Coast Titans is experience. Their their whole spine is under the age of twenty five. That's a big stat. That is a big stat. When you're looking at teams, you look at. I know. Take Penrith out of the equation, because I know Penrith's spine is quite young as well. Nathan Cleary is still 23. Jerome Luai. Um, these guys are still quite young. But, geez, under the age of 25 for a spine, unless I've seen a few months of football of these guys, I'm not going to know for sure, but it's it's very it's – a, it's, a, it's a thing to think about, experience. I think that's the only thing that worries me. That's enough about the Gold Coast Titans now. Let's go back to South Sydney and talk about that. No. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get you. I get you. Your youth, your youth can either be a positive in a massive way. I do think Penrith are playing a bit like uh, Parramatta did in 01 in terms of they've got so much youth around them that they don't care. They don't dwell on things as much and, and just throw any errors to the into the ether and carry on. Um, so the Titans have got a little bit of that. What I don't think the Titans have, though, is the benefit of having 10 years' worth of an academy bringing them through. I mean, they've they've had a few changes in their organisation over that decade. So I think we're at the start of the sort of Gold Coast growth in that regard. Um, the So you're right about the youth, the, the young side. Justin Holbrook, again... Um, I'm putting him up there with Jason Dimitri in terms of coaching. The, the big indicator about Holbrook, when he was at St. Helens, mate, he basically turned them into this winning machine that they are now. If you really go into some deep analysis about the Super League, Saints have won the grand final the last two years by a matter of a try or whatever it may be. When Justin Holbrook was the coach, they won the grand final comfortably against Salford. And they also won the minor premiership that year. There was something like 20 points clear, which is unheard of. The only time that happens in England was when Wigan were full-time back in the 90s when everyone else was part-time. Justin Holbrook got hold of that Saints team and really brought them to another level. He's already started to do this at the Gold Coast Titans. 
I actually feel though that they possibly overachieved a little bit last year. Um, they're probably overachieved because there were some ch- teams around them that really underachieved. So teams like Newcastle, I really struggle to see um, kicking on at times. Um, teams like I'm trying to think who was around about that eight, nine, ten. The Dragons sort of imploded last year. And I think the Gold Coast just ended up being the best of that lot in a way. And they caught a Roosters team and nearly got them that were really busted. So I think the Gold Coast sort of overachieved a little bit. I remember saying it was going to be a titanic titanic task, pun very much intended last year, to turn them around. There's been so much wrong with the Gold Coast Titans over many years. The, the, the signing of Jared Hayne, he was earning six times, seven times more than what anybody else was earning him. It didn't really work. It, it, it was a corporate move as more than anything. The Some of the decisions that have been made in and around the joint um, over the years, there's been times when the club, you thought it was going to get wound up. There's been changes in the boardroom. So this isn't, this is again, I mean, this is, to me, this is very much similar to St. George Illawarra in that this is now Holbrook's club as much as it can be. As much as it can be, um, I've been because I don't live too far away from the Gold Coast. I've been privy to some of the things that have gone on there over the years. And one of my friends who worked in the in admin there once, he was describing something to me over a coffee, and I said, "Mate, stop there." I said, "What you're describing to me is putting a fire out over there, and then two more fires start over there." And that was the Gold Coast Titans a few years ago. And those things, you can't just turn them around overnight. Obviously, Holbrook. Holbrook, I think if he was a, a bigger club, the team would be in the top four. That's how that's how much a rating as a coach. Um, even their roster, I mean, you threw a lot of money at Fafita. What happens if Fafita gets injured? What happens if he break if he doesn't play well? Um, there's a lot resting on there. So um uh, as much as it can be, though, I think it's Holbrook's club. I've even seen this week in the news that there was talk of possibly relocating some of the early games because of the floodwaters. Now, I don't know how Mm. true that is or whatever, or if it's just media hype. And they also missed a trial, didn't they? The Warriors trial. So that's not great. That's not great prep. Um, I think there's a bit of unknowns. I said they were like St. George. I'm not going to say that. They're a bit like Cronulla in that they've got a good coach. They've had a bit of experience. Uh, sorry, a few players have moved on, whatever. A bit like Cronulla in the sense that you don't know where they're going to end up this year. I mean, if, if Titans finish in 10th, you wouldn't be surprised. Mm. If they finished in 12th, you wouldn't be surprised. And in recent, in their previous history, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, wouldn't be that bad a season, really. Like it's, mm. um, yeah, it's a tricky one. It's an interesting one and a tricky one. It's it's for, for past three, I'd say three, two or three years, the top four, I would even go as far as saying the top six has been very lackluster. It's been quite the same. Um, yeah. And then everyone under that, it's been different. So yeah. it's, it'd be very interesting to see how this year goes. Um, we could be totally wrong and um, we, we could have a bunch of players and teams we don't expect being in the top eight, but it, yeah. it's very interesting to, to see how the Titans go. Um, yeah. Just looking at 
the signings. So they've got Aaron Booth till 2022. I did a bit of extra work on the Titans. Um, had a bit more time in class to get that one sorted. Um, but Aaron I'm Booth. Tell your teacher. <laughs> oh, please don't. Um, it's Chris too. So uh, Mr. Oh, O'Connell. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, he'll 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 kill me. Um, okay. Aaron Booth till 2022. He came from the Storm. He's a dummy half. A lot of people yeah. told me that he was going to be the starting nine, but then it was obviously confirmed to be Aaron Clark. Um, yeah. So definitely one to watch there. Isaac Liu, I thought was a great signing. And people don't really me know too. how good. Uh, people think they don't know how good he is. He's a very experienced player. Till 2024 is a pretty good little window there. Uh, I do like that signing. Will Smith till 2023 as well, I thought was a good one. He's a bit of an older guy. He hasn't played much rugby league, but he's much older. Uh, he's been signed till 2023 from Parramatta, um, and he can play a number of positions. He's sort of like your Dylan Walkers, your Kurt yeah. Manns, that can just fill in anywhere in the spine if there's injury. Um, come origin, um, if guys like AJ Brimson get called in, if guys like, you know, if Jaden Campbell has a really good season, I don't think he'll be playing Origin this season, but if he has a really good season, you just never know. Um, so definitely one to watch there, Will Smith. And then Paul Turner, he's a center winger, and he's been signed till 2023 from the New Zealand Warriors. Anyone there that really stands out to you? I know Isaac Liu stands out to me. That's me. That's me too. Because I think I think is a great player too. I always butcher his name, the lad. He, he lives right near me apparently. And he's a lovely person, apparently, too. Um, I've coached against him a few times, unfortunately, because he's good. Um, and he's a good player, mate. He's a, he's a really good player. And I think I love it when teams buy other good middle forwards. I, I think that shows good intent. I mean, too often in recruitment, we can get tempted by the flashy talent. But ultimately, our game is all about um, a balance of a squad, and that helps the balance of the squad. Isaac Liu is the one that really jumps out to me. Jumps out to me like dogs, you know what? Um, on the loss, on the lo- losses, I'm not yeah. losing. I'm not losing too much sleep, but obviously Jamal Fogarty is an interesting one. They've instead they've decided to, uh, by the look of it, put their faith in a young Toby Sexton. Again, mm. the emphasis on youth suggests that Holbrook's trying to stay there for a while and got a bit of a long-term plan which is what the titans desperately need so so as much as the youth is is a gamble i mean if they stick together i mean if they most of them stick together in five years you could be looking at a good club um anthony don was a try scorer he was solid and uh, i don't know if you know this mate but the idea is to score tries and score more tries than your opposition he was very good at it mm. um but the others i'm not losing that much sleep poor ashley taylor uh, I think he's really suffered from the amount of pressure that gets put on him. I'd love to see Ashley Taylor um, really flourish in the game um, just to shut up some journals who could just put so much pressure on him. Mm. Um, and I, I noticed they had seven wins and 17 losses like everyone else as well. Is is that right or is that I, an I, error again? I've tried to hide that with the camera, but you, you sort of, you've seen my error. Um, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, don't worry unf- about it. Makes, unf- makes you seem human, mate. Unfortunately, Chris caught me out, so I, I couldn't do much editing. 
after that, I sort of got through most of it, and then yeah, it hit me. Did um, every, 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 everyone finished in tenth last year because he had seven wins and seventeen losses? Even but, Penrith, who won the comp, they had seven wins and seventeen losses. Well, I, don't, I, I hopefully I don't fuck it up that much, but um, <laughs> look, when in doubt, blame Chris. So that's what I'll be yeah, doing for that. That's your fault, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but look, it's a it's a great. It's it's great recruitment for me. I actually like the recruitment. I like the four players that they've gone out and got. Um, and yeah, Jamal Fogarty, definitely one that jumped out to me. I'll tell you what sticks out as well. Mm. In this era of us having more players from uh, Polynesian backgrounds that commentators have trouble pronouncing and sometimes infamously. I mean, look at what we've got there. We've got the most simple names for... Your traditional commentator to pronounce in the new signings list: Aaron Booth, Will Smith, Paul Turner. I mean, how <laughs> nobody can butcher them. I think, and uh, that was just uh, that stuck out to me. The um, but the best signing out of the lot: Isaac Liu. Isaac Liu, no mm. two ways. Uh, well, I think I think the reason they signed these guys was I was reading the bench for the trial games for the Titans in the first week of the trials. I tell you yeah. what, I think I could pronounce one of the guys' names properly. The rest of them, I <laughs> absolutely flopped it. I was shocking. Um, not it's good a, for me. It's been, it, it's been a good development in the game, actually, in the last year or so, that the efforts were made to really pronounce the, the names properly. Journalists should be doing that. That is their job. And um, Papa Leahy is the perfect example. I mean, yeah, most but, of his career, he's been called something else. So. Josh Papa, Josh Papali. Um, I've been calling him Josh Papali too. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, I've yeah, sort of yeah, been yeah, yeah. getting used to that as well. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 sort of difficult in a sense as well because you just don't know when you and you sort of just go off what the commentators say. So yeah, as you said, it is their job, and and, and yeah, it, it sort of has gotten better. Like Nickel Clockstad's another one. Yeah, uh, we. As I said, I, even I just did it wrong. Then we've been pronouncing it Nickel Clockstad for a while. I think it's Nickel Clockstad. I think that's how it's mm. pronounced. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's it's just it's it's an interesting one, and it's something that they have improved on. But you know, it's mu- make it much easier with these signings. Very very easy names, um, and I'm very grateful for that as well. If they're in, all in the starting lineup, they'll be very beneficial on my end. <laughs> the um... You know the other thing about youth, mm. young young Les, is that it can recover from games quicker. So if we're talking about a faster game and a game that is more mobile, having a younger team helps that. Just naturally. The players will the players will recover. Just human nature, father time. Their bodies will just get better yeah. more, more, much more quickly. Well, um, I, I bet you're right, but i tell you what, in the front row after a game, I am sort of bit back's aching, legs are, legs are done. But yeah, I, I guess... <laughs> I guess I do have a somewhat of a quick recovery. I tell you what, you were talking about youths and, and the aim of the game being try scoring. I tell you what, Big Les scores a few tries. I'll tell you that for free. Does he? Div and three. Mate, when you, there you go. Um, being 
a bit older than you as well. I, I can tell you, I can tell you, your body will change. Like it, mm. this is why footballers do retire at twenty-eight to thirty-eight. You know, like it's um, your body does change, and it's a real, it's a real wake-up call for you. Like it's, mm. we all deny it. You know, I, I'm in my forties and still think I'm your age, but really, I the, thought you were too. I thought you saw you in class. That's right. That's right. The um, <laughs> I would have been mucking around too. The um, the no doubt the body the body does change. So that's you know on the flip, you know we talked about Saint George last week. How they've got some older heads, and so yeah, this is something else to throw into the mix too. So with their young bodies, so so what what I'm thinking is this team here at the bare minimum, they will disrupt some others during the year. A trip to the Gold Coast where. Uh, a team sort of thinks, oh, yeah, we should get over the Titans, they'll end up rolling some teams. Yeah, for sure. They'll be fresher and they'll be a, they'll have a, a more cavalier attitude, if you like, because they're a bit younger, you know? Yeah, uh, for sure. It's good. Youth is good in some ways and then it's a conversation in other ways. It's, um, it's very, very interesting to see how this works out. It could work out one way or the other. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this one? This one really bugged me. It not bugged me, but it was quite interesting, and it definitely did start a bit of conversation with between me and my mates. Do you think if Ashley Taylor stayed at the Titans on a lower contract, do you think do you think it would have been good for the Titans, or do you think that it's good that he's now gone to the Warriors uh, and, and a fresh start, stuff like that? Do you think it would be beneficial for him? Or, or what are your thoughts on that one? It, it definitely sparked a lot of convo with me and my mates. Ashley Taylor, if I was his coach, I would do everything I could to take pressure off him. In conversations with the press, in terms of player appearances, in terms of my expectations of him, how he played. I think the treatment of Ashley Taylor has been a botch job. And I just think that he was on a hide into nothing at the Titans. Can you just imagine if he was lining up at, in the seven jersey for the Titans in round one, round two, round three? If he, if the Titans didn't win, it would be Ashley Taylor misfires again. Sometimes you just got to get him out of the kitchen. You just got to get him out of the heat. It's the mm. same with Anthony Milford. Um, you know, you're just banging your head against a brick wall. That, um, and I think Ashley Taylor. It was just about banging his head against the brick wall. And I think he's going to be a good signing for the Warriors. Consistency is going to be an issue and performances each week. Um, but at least he is playing under somebody who has experience in the halves himself, Nathan Brown. Mm. And um, But, yeah, I don't think Ashley Taylor not, not being at the Titans is a bad thing. For Ashley Taylor and for the Titans. And as I said last week, we don't know what's been going on back behind the scenes, mate. Um, mm. um, I, I understand Ashley did it tough for a while there. So um, a fresh start for him is good, but it might be a good fresh start for the club too. Mm. Another one of the losses that jumps out to me, we obviously touched on Jamal Fogarty. We touched on Anthony Don, Ashley Taylor, Tyrone Peachy. Again, we're talking about these guys that play like Dylan Walkers, that play like Kurt Manns, those guys that can literally just play – any position in the in in the side, one to thirteen. Mm, great and, pro, great pro. And it's and it's I don't know. It's 
for me, it's a bit of a strange one why they let him go. I actually didn't expect him to leave the Titans anytime soon. I thought he was staying Where's there he for gone? a long while. Where's he gone, Peachy? He's gone to the Tigers. He did a trial game just recently as well mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. Again, we don't know. We just don't know behind the scenes. He, he might not have been a great trainer in Holbrook's eyes or mm. um, might not have been as healthy as Holbrook wanted him to be or he might have asked too much money or, you know, there's a, there's a thousand reasons that we can't we could speculate mm. on um but i'm with you i think he's a good footballer i think he's a really good footballer i think Very he's got a lot of talent mm. yeah 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 well, how much look if you're this is going to be a tough question but if you're a coach how much would you be offering him tyrone peachy yeah tyrone peachy if you were a coach what would you offer him to come to the club I had this conversation with somebody today. Do you notice that Melbourne Storm never get into transfer battles with any other club? Have you noticed that? They don't, yeah. They, they know who have they you, Have you noticed the Roosters don't? Mm. Have you noticed South don't? Mm. Penrith rarely do as well. They don't ever get into transfer wrangles, do they? Where are those four teams? At the top, yeah. Right? So... When it comes down to money, how much you pay him and all that, um, you're right. It is a tough question because you know what's what's money. You know, I, I know, I know some, I know some of the best players in the game are getting paid a lot less, and some of the players are a bit overrated and do a bit less. And a lot of them take pay cuts because they want to stay together at certain clubs. So apparently, the Roosters, a lot of them are paid unders because of such the such good culture that's there. I don't think there's any huge, huge, huge earners at the Storm. It's not good for your dressing room if you're... I remember being a, uh, privy to a Super League dressing room and the two props, one of them was a British Great Britain international and did 30, hit, 30 tackles and 15 hit-ups a week. The other one was a New Zealand international and did half that, but the New Zealand international got paid double the wage. What do you think that does for dressing room? Yeah. Enjoyment. Oh. Now, mm. the, the, pe- the two people involved were great, but, you know, uh, this is never good. All the best teams in rugby league have a wage structure. In fact, even in sport, even even Manchester City and the English Premier League, mate, they won't, they won't allow themselves, even though they've got more money than God, they will not mm. allow themselves to be involved in a bidding war too much they just they won't let the market forces dictate them completely mm. and so to answer your question if it comes down to money and that player doesn't want to stay and it's a money thing the chances are he's halfway out the door i don't know about tyron mm. beach if he asks for more money or not but mm. to build a culture to build a winning culture you probably need most people in your dressing room to, to want very to be clear, there. very clear, yeah, and very clear on what the wage structure is. So, you know, if you've played twenty internationals, and yeah, I can understand why why he's got more money than me. Or if he's been at the club for three years, I can understand why he's got a bit extra in his contract. Or if I'm a rookie, I can understand, you know. And once your roster gets bent out of shape, to use Ben Eichen's term, with you know, when we talk, when Ben Eichen was talking about the Broncos, Bruce. Uh, um, roster being bent out of shape. He was talking about the monumental contract that Milford was on, the big money that Fafita was trying to command. 
this, that, and the other. He was talking about he was talking about like the Manhattan skyline of wages. This player's on that much, that player's on that much, and that player's on that much. And and I think if you look at South and Melbourne and Penrith and the like, they're probably their Manhattan skyline, something like that. You know, mm. it's, it's quite steady. It's probably a little bit lower. Um, and at the same time, I'm not blaming any player or any player agent. They've got to get the best for their client. The player has got a short, a short window. Um, but the, the best teams, I mean, the best teams don't don't get involved in that kind of. Uh, yeah, I think the signing of David Fafita, a great player. Did you notice not many other teams came in for David Fafita publicly, at least anyway? Do you remember that? It just basically mm. seemed to be a. Uh, and that might have been because David didn't want to leave home or whatever. I understand that, but you know, you just know the minute the min the money that Fafita's uh, commanding, their roster's probably a little bit out of shape, salary cap wise. But this is what they did, I think, to just put the club to the next level. And you've got to say that that plus the coach worked last year, plus the fella who's the captain, Tino. I mean, um, he's one of them who just goes about his business and. Uh, produces pretty much the same thing every week and he'd be really good for the culture of a joint, I would have thought. And guess where he come from? Guess which club? <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. Do you do you think that these clubs, Melbourne, Penrith uh, and the likes, do you think they're sort of relaxed about signings? They don't get involved. It's just because of that, the reputation that they have. Like they know that players want to be here. They know that if we offer them a contract, even if it is unders, then you know they're going to definitely think about it. They, it's is it sort of because they have that reputation that players want to be here, similar to what Brisbane had a few years ago when they had that really good winning dynasty with Lockyer, with uh, Dar- Darius Boyd, and the likes. Do you think it's sort of that's what sort of pushes? teams to have that reputation do you think it's why players why we don't hear much um about these sort of signings is that what you're thinking i think there's so many players there's nothing wrong with wanting money money makes the world go round nothing what wrong with demanding the most you can for whatever that's just life but you'd be amazed how many players aren't greedy like that and just want the best experience as a player. They want to play at the best stadium. They want to play under the best coach and the best coaching structure. Because life's about a lot more than just getting money in your bank. It's about the lifestyle. It's about where you live. I mean, Australia isn't too bad. There's some great places to live in Australia, wherever you play. But um, you've got that to consider. You've got the players that you play with. I use the example of James Tedesco. How much of a better player has he become since he left the West Tigers to go to the Roosters? He's like gone through the stratosphere. Yeah. He's just gone through the stratosphere, you know? Um, how many players have gone to Melbourne and become a hell of a lot better? One of the mm-hmm. things Melbourne do, you know, they make a ridiculous amount of inquiries about any player they can, they can consider to sign. Mm. I can tell you for a fact that they have called me Melbourne Storm about players I've coached, and they never ended up signing for the Storm, but they were in the mix. 
and I may have coached them three, four, or five years previous. That is just one example of how back, far back they go. Mm. They don't just, you know, ask the agent or ask the previous coach. They go, they do a hell of a lot of research. Joe O'Callaghan, who I mentioned to you earlier from the South Sydney Rabbitohs, he was talking about recruiting players and he was saying that he rings people like their school coach and their club coach and goes into that depth because he wants a full picture about the person, the kid that he's, 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 he's trying to sign. Melbourne and South, where are they on the ladder? And I keep coming back to it. And, um, yeah, uh, when you ask about money, it's... I think the right players would play for nothing, you know. I mean, you would never ask them to, but they would, wouldn't they? You know, that is. Mm. A, I'm assuming you play rugby league because you love it and you love playing with your teammates. And I'm and actually the one. That, I'm actually the one that pays the membership. It's twenty bucks a year. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so exactly. So they're the things that carry through. They're the things that win premierships. You can't do the galactical things in rugby league. You can't give everybody 800 grand and mm. have the biggest wage bill. You just can't do that. We have this thing called the salary cap. And the best clubs that stay at the top have their structure. And I go back to South. That's mm. why they're going to be there or thereabouts. So I think they might just move down a little bit, but they are going to be... People are going to be looking at the fixture list and going, oh, shit, we've got Souths away. Still, you know? Mm. Um, and, yeah, so, mate, in terms of Tyrone Peachy, I could chuck a number at you, but... The, the, the best clubs will be going to any player and saying, well, this is what we're willing to give you. We've got a little bit of wiggle room, but it's either this or we'll find another. Yeah, it's it's crazy how it works. It is really crazy how it works, and it's very interesting as well. Um, we could talk about this all day, Lee, but we'll go on to some we of could. the key. We'll go on to some I of the I thought you were going to say we'll go, we'll go back to South Sydney. <laughs> we, we can if you want to. I said the option is always open. Um, <laughs> We'll go on to the key players uh, for 2022. Uh, I've got the Toby Sexton and AJ Brimson combination. Yeah. That's going to be massive. I think that is going to pay dividends. You've got AJ that's played, I think, fullback for about three or two or three years now consistently. Yeah. And Toby Sexton, who's coming through the ranks, and they've basically said, you've been coming through reserve grade, mate. You played a few games of NRL now. We want you as our seven. And if they're putting a, that much confidence in this young guy, you got to expect that he's top notch. You got to expect that he's something special. That's definitely going to be one to watch. What are your thoughts? I see points in the in the Titans side. I see points. I see razzle dazzle, uh, and somebody like Toby Sexton, AJ Brimson are super talented. And yeah, seeing them combine will be awesome. It'll be a real, it'll be a real uh, flashpoint of the year. It'll be like how well are they going to go again? I mean. One thing that strikes as we're talking about each team is that you think to yourself, well, if one of them gets injured or both of them get injured, where is the club going to be? And again, that's why I keep going back to it. The youth that comes through, your salary cap structure, the amount of players you've got of a certain calibre, as opposed to having a few. And then if they get injured, what have you got left? You know, So um, that is obviously the question mark over them. But if Toby, Toby and AJ are playing together in three years, 
together at the Titans. You know, I think the Titans are going to be there or thereabouts. Like, mm. you know, they're they're good, they're good footballers. Jaden Campbell, another good footballer. Fafita, um, I coached against Fafita a few times, unfortunately. <laughs> um, when I coached Ippy High in 2017, it was Ippy High 10, David Fafita 14 <laughs> or 12. And um, um, and then Tana Boyd, who's another good player that I want to talk about, um, kick some goals. Um, I'll throw in Tana Boyd there now. I mean, oh, I don't see one as well. That is a good backup. If mm. you're indeed what is, he's a very solid footballer, one of the better halves I've seen come through the schoolboy game. Yeah. Not in terms, not in terms of rabbits out the hat or anything like mm. that, but in terms of calmness, composure, game management, kicking, precision of kicking. He's a, he's a good footballer. And can you ever look at him and, and think he's had a bad game? No, not really. And honestly, honestly, like, and he's played a lot of footy there, but to me, I honestly thought he would get the nine spot going into 20, going maybe, into this season. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Because he played a lot there last season. He played there in the trial game the other day and killed it. He pretty much played the whole game. He was fantastic, in my opinion. So, yeah, Tanner Boyd is definitely one to watch, and I definitely should have chucked him there. The big question here is pretty much the Hail Mary that the Titans threw at Tino for Sulamala Aoi to be the captain of the club. Yeah. 21 years old. He's only sort of just cemented himself in the competition as a star. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this one? He he probably won't be on the field the whole time either. He's a big boy, a forward. Forwards get tired. What are your thoughts about this one being captain? I think because they're a young side, he's obviously got good influence mm. over over so many of those young players. He's obviously a bit of a ringleader or whatever it may be. I just see positives. I really like Tino and his career best is in front of him. And it's so so are the best of so many of this Titans team. So I just hope they can stay together. When we talk about salary cap management, remember Malmeninga has been there a couple of years now in his culture role or whatever they call it. Mm. I dare say he's had a bit of a say in this too and, and put it together. We could start to see the greed shoots of some solid Titans seasons moving forward. They were green shoots, by the way, that I was using mm. the hands for. The, um, <laughs> but at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped back down a bit because I sort of feel like they overperformed a bit last year because other teams were so poor. So when we're talking about each team, we're actually quite positive about most teams, aren't we? I think the only one that we've I've sort of been a bit negative about, but not negative, negative is the wrong word. It's just... Concern, calming the mm. concern and calming the farm a bit was the mm. Broncos. The everyone yeah. else, you sort of see them, you see them as being better. Yeah, I keep going back to it, Les. These clubs have all had the whole off season together. They've been able to, if they've got injuries, they've been able to look after them properly and recover them properly. And the coaches would have had the vast majority of them together a lot earlier. So we're going to see a very different NRL early on. Yeah, and we we touched on it at the start as well. Games changing. The younger guys are sort of starting to be favoured rather than 
the older guys that, you know, yeah. tearing hammies and doing syndesmosis. Game's changing. Um, it's going to be really interesting uh, to see how some of these teams go. It was a really great chat with you, Lee. I, I thank you for hopping on. Um, always no worries, a pleasure. Mate. Always a pleasure. Um, no worries, anything, anything you'd like to throw out there? Anything that you've got going on? Aim high programs? Anything you'd like to chuck out there? Um, first of all, if everybody watching or listening could check in with their local rugby league club, um, you'd be amazed in a community that's affected by floods, you'd be amazed who gets affected and who doesn't. It could literally just be the height of where the building is or what it's, it's crazy. Um, my local club has actually fared really well. A club about 200 metres down the road has been almost wiped out and lost everything. So check in with your local club, but not only your local club, but different clubs in your community. In terms of aim higher, mate, yes, I'm, I'm trying to put events on. It's just that the weather is, is knocking them back a little bit. Um, the big thing we are looking forward to, though, as a coaching team, is the, we're going to go on the road in the Easter holidays. We're, we're doing three different venues in Brisbane, and then we're down in Sydney at a venue I'll confirm very shortly, probably on your next pod, and then um, off to Melbourne, and then I go to the UK and deliver one over, the, over there too. So I'm on the road and in a plane. Yeah, very interesting. Can't wait for the one over in Sydney. Um, that's going to be really good. I heard you're in Melbourne as well, which is going to be very exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, good. Can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to see how it unfolds. Uh, but th- as I said before, thank you for coming on. It was an absolute pleasure. Um, and I always love Likewise. these chats. Next week, we're going to be going through the Melbourne Storm, which is going to be a very interesting who had, one. Who had seven wins and 17 losses. Oh, well... I'll try and improve that. Uh, uh, um, the West Tigers, which is going to be a very interesting oh. one. And then the North Queensland Cowboys, oh. which over late oh. is going to be a very interesting one. So make sure you guys yeah. tune into that one next week. It's going to be an absolute cracker. Um, but yes, thank you, Lee, for hopping on. Absolute pleasure. And can't wait to see you next week. Likewise. Take care, mate. There you go. We're all done for week two of the halftime chat with Lee Addison. Great bloke, great coach, great chat. Really loved this episode about the Gold Coast Titans, a real in-depth analysis of their season going into 2022. I want to thank Lee again for giving me the opportunity to have him on. It's been an absolute cracker of the past two weeks. We've covered six teams. Next week, we'll be covering the Melbourne Storm, the West Tigers, and the North Queensland Cowboys. Next week will be an absolute cracker, so make sure you tune in for that one. But thank you for choosing Big Les's League and all a rugby league experience. If you don't already, give Lee a follow at the Rugby League Coach. Absolutely awesome page. He's doing an Aim High program at the moment, which obviously... Uh, has been in a bit of Barney due to the floods, but he'll get that back up and running as he always does. Lee just rips and tears. He is all about hard work and I love it. Great bloke, as I said. But thank you for choosing Big Lezzers League and all a rugby league experience. I recommend this podcast to a friend and I'll see you guys in the next one. Well,